0: If you truly believe in the go one more mindset, that comes from an innate belief in yourself. And so, if you are already have a belief in yourself, you know you can do things. You set high goals because you know this is going to be challenging. This is going to really push me, but I know I can do it. Now, you have to go out
1: every single day and prove yourself right. Welcome back to another powerful episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Nick Baer, founder and CEO of Bear Performance Nutrition. Every week, we bring you insightful stories, knowledge, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential in life, fitness, and business. If you enjoy the message we're promoting in this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review on the platform you're listening to. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes that embody the Go One More Mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bayer Performance Podcast. I have BPN Media Director Tony Reyes back on the episode today talking about Go On More, Prove Yourself Right. I am thrilled to be back. 2023 brand campaign that we're launching January 1st. It is a sub campaign of Go On More and it's called Prove Yourself Right. And Tony actually came up with the prove yourself right tagline. Walk me through what was going through your head when you thought about that. So like the thing that I love about BPN
0: is it is a positive energy that gets put out in the world. Everything that we put out, all of our community members, everyone is so positive, so supportive and just like, it comes from a, from a, a position of, of positivity and, and, um, you, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I guess that's, that's what it is. It's like that, that energy, that sense of, 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 uh, reflection from, from that standpoint of, of positivity. And so when we're trying to come up with like the next campaign and we're trying to think of like, how are we going to go into next year? How are we going to make this year different? Obviously going more is, that is our core tagline. That is our, that is our that is who we are at, at BPN Yeah, is going more. But how can we add to that? How can we like bring that back? And so that's why this is a subtag, sub subcategory sub of going more. An in addition into, into going more, if you will. And so we were trying to think of this, this campaign strategy in this like whole year of like, what is the messaging of what, what, what do we want to push out to our community? Well, it has to be something positive because it can't be like, you know, BPN going more. Fuck everybody else. You know? Like started to drop an F bomb so early into the podcast and so early into the new year. I mean this uh this is starting your year off with a fuck
1: your new year. Fuck
0: everyone else. We're BPN. That's what like that's not who we are at all. Like you know what I mean? Like that's this like we're much more inclusive. We're much more like Some brands are like that though. Some brands are like that, for sure. And that like I'm not drawn. I'm not drawn to brands like that. I'm drawn to brands that like want to build you up and want to build others up and just wants to see everyone succeed at the goals as long as they earn them and they work hard. We want to see everyone succeed. You know what I mean? And so coming from that perspective, we needed a campaign that kind of like reflected that. And so prove yourself right. It comes from, if you truly believe in the go one more mindset, that comes from a point of believing yourself because you're telling yourself to go one more. You know you can go one more and you will go one more. And that comes from an innate belief in yourself. And so if you already have a belief in yourself, you know you can do things. You set high goals because you know, this is gonna be challenging. This is gonna really push me, but I know I can do it. Now you have to go out every single day and prove yourself right. And that's where this came from. It's not about proving others wrong or, you know, having that, like you talk about a lot, uh, like you had that chip on your shoulder during the marathon. It's not about that. It doesn't come from that point uh, anymore. Like we, I feel like have grown past it. And now we're all about really focusing on our inner dialogue, which, you know, truthfully, like I suffer from a lot. I I have a negative self-talk a lot of times. And so coming from a a position of a positive self-talk and like, you know, you kind of help, helped you know i i asked you i think in the like one of the last podcasts we did i was like what do you tell yourself like when you're in there or like what are you saying when you're when you're in your when you're in your mode in the gym and it's like come on come on nick come on you can do it it's like that for me is is different like i used to be like you little you know such and such you freaking wimp. Like what are you doing? You know, obviously it's a lot more brutal than that, but I'm yeah. I'm trying to hold back on the podcast this year uh, a little bit even though I just said fuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it it it's that it's that mindset switch from being a, a like a negative bully to yourself to like being a positive cheerleader for yourself. And that's who we are, that's where it comes from and that's what I kind of want to reflect is that belief in yourself turning that into messaging which is You know you can do this. You can do this. You know it. Now go prove
1: it. Yeah, I love it. And if I look back at the last decade plus of my life, majority of that time, I've been doing things to prove myself right because I've believed in myself. There have been periods of time. There have been chapters where I have a chip on my shoulder and I'm trying to prove others wrong. I'll I'll talk about some of those and what's really sparked a lot of this interest in the whole prove yourself right campaign you know cuz i was casting vision of of what i was thinking about for this whole thing and initially we were going to call it choose your hard but it was already trademarked <laughs> and i kind of pitched this whole concept to everyone of like choose something really difficult to do in 2023 to prove yourself that you can do it because you can. And then, Tony, you, you sat on it for a while and you came up with a prove yourself right. And I get asked this on podcasts a lot, podcasts and interviews, because I tell the story back when I first started BPN. And I think it was probably months after I started BPN and I was back home for a weekend. And we were downtown Harrisburg, which is about 25 minutes from my hometown. And we were at this bar. And I remember walking to this bar And there was a group of guys in the back corner who I went to high school with and they were chanting BPN, like BPN, BPN. And at first I thought they were like my cheerleaders, I thought they (laughs) were cheering me on. And then I quickly realized they were making fun of me and I'll never, I'll never forget like what this bar looked like, where I was sitting, what I was doing because it, it hurt pretty, bro. I can't imagine pretty bad. You know, I was putting myself out there. Yeah. I was putting myself out there and I was trying to do my thing. And, and I tell that story because when I tell it, people ask "Then, well, now over these past 10 years, have you been doing what you do to prove people wrong? Do you have a chip on your shoulder because people didn't believe in you in the beginning? And that's, that's never been my, my motive that has never been the reason I've operated the way I operate, the reason I do what I do, that like, they are not the reason. I, I never wanted to invest time and energy into people who didn't believe in me. It just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why would you do that? For me, I'm, I'm making moves and making decisions. I'm motivated by the belief in myself and what I can do. And when I am focused on the belief in myself and truly do believe that I can do something and I make a plan and I'm consistent and I do it and I achieve it's to prove myself right. I'm never looking back over my shoulder saying, ha told you guys, but if there's one moment, there's been multiple moments, but if there's one moment that, that stands out, it was the Austin marathon in 2020. And what's interesting about that marathon is I said, I wanted to run a sub three hour marathon at that marathon. And I didn't follow a training program that was structured correctly for me to run sub three. I was not in sub three shape. I was not confident in my ability to do it. I was, by, by no means was I in sub three shape. And I didn't believe in myself so much that the day before the race or the day of the race under my go one more tattoo, I wrote in Sharpie, you fucking can't. And we have a photo, we have a photo of my arm there. I wrote that there because I was thinking, if there's a point in the race where I can't hold a 6.45 minute per mile anymore, I just need to look at that arm and remember everyone's rooting against me and I will be able to run a sub three. But I ran three hours and 24 minutes at a marathon. Like 24 minutes is a big miss from a marathon. And I look back at that and that was a moment that I was trying to prove others wrong because I didn't believe in myself because... I didn't put in the work. I didn't deserve sub three that day. I didn't earn sub three that day. And I didn't believe in myself to do it. So I, I, I didn't. And I, I tell that story also because even if you believe in your ability to do something, if you're not willing to put in the work, if you're not willing to be consistent through the process, that belief is imaginary but when you pair consistent work ethic and embracing the process and believing in yourself then when you are tested to prove yourself right you will succeed but every time I have tried to prove myself wrong or try to prove others wrong I have failed
0: yeah man it's uh It's funny that you, I mean, that, so that, I know that moment about you in the, in the Austin marathon, we had that clip in the kickoff video for prove yourself right. uh, Which actually is already live if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But that, that clip of you is, is there. And it's like in that moment where in in your, in your speech that you're given is like, always have a chip on on the shoulder. And like, that's that chip, man. And you know, having like (laughs) the fact that you wrote that down, you fucking can't. That's wild. And I feel like so many people do that. I do that. Like I said earlier, like I absolutely struggle with negative self-talk. And I like to think that that, that it helps me like in the moment, like get through that final set. But if you're, you know, whatever, calling yourself weak, calling yourself soft in the middle of a workout, <laughs> calling yourself a loser in the middle of a workout to force yourself to get you through that rep Then you do it and it's fine. But there's a lingering effect of that negativity that hangs out for a while. And if you work out five, six times a day and you're talking to yourself that way five, six times uh, or five, six times a week and you're talking to yourself five, six times a week like that, that lingering effect lingers for a really long time. And it it does not overall big picture having that negative self-talk, that negative inspiration in like you know, or negative motivation, it's not worth it. You know, it, the, the juice is not worth the squeeze with, with that stuff. And that is what I've had to learn the hard, the hard way. And I've, and, and I, you know, something I've learned from you. And it's like something that I'm still trying to work on, which is why, like, when I thought of prove yourself right, this was not because like, this is tried and true. Like, I know this to my core, prove yourself right. This is something that I aspire to as well. This is something that I'm working on as well as this, like, Mentality of proving myself right rather than like having this chip on my shoulder, you know, like bullying myself in my head. You know what I mean?
1: That is true in in the fact that sometimes you can use negative self-talk to get through something short term. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like there's been times during races. um, I mean, Buffalo, New York marathon where it was like mile 22. 0.5 and I started cramping up. And uh, I mean, I'd let some things rip out of my mouth that I hope no one recorded. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was running, and for the last three miles leading up to this, I could feel my hamstring. It was starting to pull. Like it was just like pulsing. I knew the cramp was coming. It was like a matter of when, not if. And uh, I remember on this straightaway, And I was next to, I think Yoli was filming it. And it finally seized up and I had to stop running. And I was playing with like a a 90 second window. Like If if I would have stopped for 90 seconds, I wouldn't have run sub 250. Oh my God. So stressful. 90 seconds. And that's why when it seized up, I let some things rip. I'm sure there were like women and children around me (laughs) who were probably crying. But I was telling (laughs) myself like, Nick, don't be a fucking bitch. Like, get up, go, go. That was a moment that worked for me that got me through this temporary moment of pain. Right. To get across the finish line. But like you said, if you do that multiple times a day, day after day, week after week, month after month, that compounds. And then all you know is negative self-talk. Yeah, that's your go-to. That is your go-to. and all That's like- you are your your own worst enemy at that point.
0: Yeah, and and that's it with everything. It's like in the morning when you, as soon as you get up and you're like, oh, I'm tired. Don't be a bitch. It's like Jesus, bro. Like you start your day that way. That's the <laughs> first. That's that's sometimes the first thought of my in my head. The first way you start. I, I'm starting my day is calling myself a bitch and like angry at myself that I even questioned my alarm clock. It's like of course, of course you question the alarm clock, but it's like. Be a cheerleader for yourself. Tell yourself about all the goals. Tell yourself you got to go prove yourself right. And, like, just that little switch of switching that negative to a positive, I feel like has such a huge lasting effect over a course of an entire year, which is why, like, this is so, I feel like this campaign is so important and so meaningful, uh, especially to our community. Like, our community, I feel like for the most part, understands that and 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 is is that positive mindset and is that inner cheerleader for themselves whether they like they struggle with negative self-talk or not i think at the end of the day most of our community understands like you have to root for yourself because like that's that's the way that you're going to get across the finish line not only get across the finish line physically but mentally cross that finish line in a positive way and i think that's why this is going to resonate really really well with with our community
1: there's also been a lot of things that have led up the last couple of years to this campaign. We're like this, this, this campaign, at least for me, isn't something that we pulled out of our ass and was random and we're like, oh, this is cool. We should really run with this. Yeah, right. This has been like a, a compounding buildup of things that have been said, things that have been done. Like the last two years, we've been saying doubt is only dangerous when you start doubting yourself that is very similar to like having a chip on your shoulder and trying to prove others wrong because the entire world can doubt you and that's okay. And I've, I've done things. I've put things out into existence that if at, at times it has felt like the whole world was doubting me, you know, people are saying you will not, you cannot, you will fail. I hope you fail. I hope you die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, you actually, you really do get a lot of those crazy comments.
1: Extreme shit. and, the reality is that's okay. Like people can doubt you, but if you start doubting yourself, like if, if, think of it as like, there's this barrier, there's this this line. And on the, the far side of that line is all these people who are screaming. You suck. You can't, you won't. And you're on the other side of that line or that wall. And none of that energy makes it across that line to you. You're good. It's like, Hey, you guys don't, you don't see what I see. You're not, you're not, you don't have the vision. You don't have the strategy that that I have in my mind right now that I'm putting into place. But as soon as that energy crosses that line and, you know, makes its way onto your skin and enters your blood and into your body, as soon as you start doubting yourself, you're fucked because you now are starting to believe in your inability to achieve and to succeed and you'll start questioning yourself through the process of of training of eating of mindset of mentality of, of work and everything feels off balanced. For me, this whole prove yourself right mindset and brand campaign. It is like this, this fundamental foundation in a core inside you that no matter what bad shit happens, or what adversity you're going through, it's all right. Like you believe in yourself, you, you believe in your ability to succeed, keep driving through, just keep driving through. And I think you know, a lot of people, if they can flip the switch of the way they think about this, it can make an absolutely remarkable change, huge difference.
0: 100%, 100%. I saw, I saw some video somewhere where it was like, This negative self-talk isn't serving you and you need to imagine talking yourself the way that you would talk to a 10 year old version of yourself. Like the little kid version comes up and is like, Oh, Tony, I want to, I want to try to lose weight. I wouldn't be like, stop being a little bitch, (laughs) you little kid. (laughs) I would never say that to a younger version of myself or just like to a a 10 year old, I would never talk that way to a 10 year old. And so it's like, how are you going to talk to this person? Like, that's how you should be talking to yourself. Like, uh, Cause you you know yeah I, I I I think the more I've been practicing this I'm not again not a professional at this but the more I've been practicing talking to myself kindly or like I'm talking to the younger version of myself the better I feel throughout the day when I'm not even when I'm not training or when I'm not you know doing something difficult I just feel better because I'm more positive in those hard times
1: makes me think of the other day. Yoli and me were in Central Market. Mm -hmm. We were filming for a YouTube video, an episode of the hybrid build. And we were in the the fruit section. And this woman was shopping with her children. Her kids were probably like, I'm really bad at estimating ages. Maybe it was four and five, four and six, something like that. They were verbal. They could speak. Okay. (laughs) And they were sitting in the cart. <laughs> <You> were <verbal. laughs> they were verbal. They sitting in the cart, and the mom comes back, and I guess they were doing something they weren't supposed to, and she goes, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And me and Yoli were taken back, we're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, you scared us. And the kid responds with, "What the hell are you guys doing?" We're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, this is even worse. I, I it made me think of it because like the way you would talk to a little kid. Yeah. I instantly thought of the way this mom was talking to her children. Was, Damn, these kids are going to grow up, chip on their shoulder some negative self talk. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man.
0: It happens. That happens. Uh, yeah, thankfully, I've never lost my cool with my kids.
1: Uh, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? You, the- know, who, you know who lost their, their cool with their kids? Uh. The kids' parents who graffitied your neighborhood. <laughs> can we talk? Can we? Dude. This is the funniest thing I've seen in such a long time. Okay. You posted it on Instagram.
0: I posted it. I posted it on Instagram. I only posted it on my stories because I was afraid if I posted it as like a reel or something, it was going to get taken down. But uh, I'm from California, and I spent a lot of time in LA. So when I see graffiti, it's no big deal. Used to it, right? Because I'm just like (laughs) a freaking Everything is graffiti in L.A. There's not a piece of cement that hasn't seen spray paint in L.A. Now, I moved to Texas, okay? I'm living in, uh, in Austin, Texas. It is not like that, especially in the suburbs. I'm, I'm in the suburbs of, of Austin, right? I haven't seen a piece of graffiti in six months. Then out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, we're on a family walk as we do. I'm walking with my two children and my wife. And out of nowhere, in massive, bold, red lettering, okay, are three words, three names. And I, and I guarantee you this graffiti artist, quote unquote artist, was 100% like a 10-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy who like stole a can of paint out of the, out of the garage. There's three words, okay? We've got a misspelled chocolate starfish. If you know, you know what a chocolate starfish is, okay? But it's not, chocolate is misspelled. That was my first inkling, okay? <laughs> we, have cho- <laughs> we have chocolate starfish. We have penis fart. And my favorite, m- butthole bandit. <laughs> So I immediately, my instinct, my instinct is immediately pull out your phone, record this. And Meredith is like, my wife is like, what are you doing? Why are you recording that? I'm like, I just got to show everybody this, dude. I loved it when uh, I saw it. Penis fart, <laughs> chocolate starfish, butthole bandit.
1: I would love to see the kid who did this, <laughs> and I would love to see his parents, bro. I imagine being a parent, having to clean this up.
0: You know, (laughs) if I found, if (laughs) if I found out Ryder, it would be one of those moments where I found out Ryder did this. I'd be furious. And I would, I would like, he would be so grounded. He would be there scrubbing that day and night until it was off. And I would talk to him about why this affects the community, why this is not a good thing, like all this stuff. And then I would send him to bed and put him in his room and then I would go to my room and laugh my ass off because it's like, how can you, I mean, butthole bandit. <laughs> like, where does this kid even, where, where does he even hear that? Where He's witty. He bro, is witty. Penis fart? <laughs> I've never, I'm 35 years old. I've never heard that term <laughs> in my life. I've never heard penis fart before. <laughs> but you know, every artist starts somewhere. <laughs>
1: I'm so curious how, how old this kid is.
0: He had, dude, chocolate was spelt like show lot. <laughs> I th- like he forgot the extra O, he ended it without an E. Chocolate was not spelled correctly.
1: Is your neighborhood a bunch of young kids?
0: Oh, there's a lot of young kids. A lot of young kids. I mean, it's a super safe, like family friendly neighborhood. So it's definitely like. At least it was. It was. And then the butthole bandit came out, <laughs> you know, and no one's safe. Sounds like a gang. Everyone's butthole is on high <laughs> alert in my neighborhood now.
1: <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious. How do you can you scrub spray paint off of concrete?
0: I mean, listen, I just took a video of it. I didn't try to clean it. Okay. I'm not sure. I think you, yeah, I think you can just pressure wash it off. Is it still there? We haven't walked that way again, just in case, you know? Yeah. The bandits there. Uh, but I, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll report back,
1: I'll check. I just, I imagine being this, uh, you know, this professional, like whether someone in the community or I have to report this to the news or something, like, you know, uh, yes, sir, there was uh, graffiti, uh, spray painted all over our neighborhood. Well, what did it say? Uh, butthole bandit. <laughs> like, I just imagine that person. doing it. it. <laughs> he strikes again.
0: <laughs> the bandit is at it.
1: He's trying to prove someone wrong.
0: He is trying to, he's, if anyone's got a chip on his shoulder, he needs to start with that positive mindset. Instead of a butthole bandit, butthole hero.
1: Okay. <laughs> Poor kid. It's rough, man. It's rough. I, ha- I had to share that story. Cause like he posted That's that so this past funny. week and uh, something else Tony sends me is while he's up with his daughter in the middle of the night trying to get her back to bed and feed her. <laughs> I, I, I also like think of creative business ideas while I'm up with Charlie giving her a bottle or in, in any situation where I just don't have accessibility to like my phone or a computer or a tablet or something. and I only have one hand accessible. So Tony will send me like these drawings <laughs> of, I, I know exactly what you're going through. Like it's, it's in your head. I just have to get it out. The vision is so good in your head, but when you like put it on a paper, like it just doesn't match. He sent me this idea of this uh, in-focus photo the other day. <laughs> it was like an eyeball and a bottle of being like a skew of in-focus. Yeah. Uh, would you consider yourself artistic?
0: No. You know, uh, I, I, I would say I am artistic but I just am not... My art isn't valued very high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's pretty low barrier for my art. Um, Sounds like most artists. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's... uh, I Yeah, I'm rocking Olive. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I have no sleep in me. And I'm just like... Oh, an idea hits. And I got to get it down. Because I will forget it. I always think I won't forget it. I 100% will forget it. So... I had this idea for this picture of this, like, you know, it's in focus in focus helps you like your mindset and your clarity. And I'm like, Oh, we need an eyeball. And half of the eye, it's like, it's a full circle, but half the half of it is half of the circle is an eyeball. Half the circle is an in focus scooper. The handle sticking out this way. And I'm like, it would be perfect. I'm going to send this to Nick just so I can get it like done. And like, I'll just send it on Slack because who's checking Slack at three o'clock in the morning, this guy, And so (laughs) I send it. And then the next day, once I've had some sleep and I'm not, you know, it's not in the middle of the night and I look at it, I'm like, oh shit, this looks like a drawing from the butthole bandit because that eyeball did not look like an eyeball. Looked like a chocolate starfish.
1: I honestly thought that your kids got a hold of your phone. (laughs) Seriously. When I woke up to that, I was like, Tony's kids got a hold of his phone and were in his slack and sent over some sort of drawing. It was rough. It was rough. But when I shoot it, Because I will still shoot this.
0: When I shoot it, it's going to be like, oh, that makes sense. I'm going to do it before and after. I'll put it on Instagram.
1: I would love to see it, honestly. It's going to happen. I want to know in 2023, what is your prove yourself right? Because our call to action with this campaign is that we want people to commit to something physically hard, physically challenging in the year, within the year. The word hard is relative though. And what I mean by that is it could be your first 5K. It could be your first mile straight of running. It could be that you want to lose a certain amount of weight. It could be your first marathon. It could be your first 100 mile ultra marathon. It can be as big or small, relatively speaking, but what is hard for you? And we want people to commit to something hard. In 2023, commit to it, put it into existence, tell their friends, tell their family, write it down, look at it every single day, post about it on social media. Because when you post about it, when you put it into the world, you are now held accountable. And after you do that, commit, put it into the world, and then start the process, start the training To then execute, to prove yourself right that what you said you were going to do in the beginning of the year, whether that's February or March or August or December 31st, right before 2024 hits, you accomplished it. What is your prove yourself right?
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, this is like, this is a big one for me. Uh, I... I Okay. Long story short, I, I used to be 406 pounds and then I lost a bunch of weight and I found your, you know, your content and I started binging your, uh, YouTube videos and found VPN and like, you know, just like lost all this weight. It was very successful at losing weight because I put it out there and I was dedicated. And my first goal was to lose 50 pounds by my son's first birthday. Well, that was four years ago now, or three, three and a half years ago now. Um, And that my weight loss is kind of stalled and has is, has not only stalled. I mean, to be very honest, like I got down to 250 pounds before my marathon. Uh, and then after the marathon and after I stopped running so much and I was injured, I was just kind of like took my foot off the gas, you know, uh, and just started coasting and I got comfortable and I gained back 50 pounds, um, And that is, is like one of my biggest fears in life is like waking up one day after a life of like just being uncomfortable or being comfortable and, and seeing that I gained all my weight back. That to me would be like worst case scenario as I, as I end up back, you know, up at 400 pounds. And so when I, it's, when I saw, when I stepped on the scale and saw that I was, had gained 50 pounds back, I was kind of like, first of all, I was blown away. Uh, I didn't realize I had gained that much weight. And this was over the course of like a year. Okay, this doesn't happen all at once, but maybe I wasn't tracking as much. Maybe I would have like a little bit more snacks here. Maybe I'd have a few more like desserts there, a few more glasses of wine, you know, just all all these little things because I never felt out of control. I think that's the scariest thing is I never felt out of control over the course of this year that I gained this weight. Were you stepping on the scale at all during that year or not at all? Not at all, not at all. So I was trying this intuitive eating thing. Um and ended up gaining the 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 50 pounds back over the course of a year. Intuitive eating works for a lot of people. It didn't work for me uh that year, and it's just not uh something that I'm I don't think ready to do yet. Maybe I will one day, but for me that's just not where I can be successful at weight loss doing intuitive eating. So, yeah, all of twenty twenty one basically, I I slowly uh started putting on that weight and then this This year just kind of like stuck around there, just kind of maintained that weight. So that's like, in my mind, like two years of just kind of like stalled out progress, which is like one of my biggest fears, like wasting time. I hate wasting time. I hate it. I I love being very efficient with everything I do. And the fact that I've spent two years just kind of like coasting and, and just maintaining this weight is something that I, it's not the type of example I want to set for my kids and not the, the message I want to put out there. And so like, I'm fired up again. I want to, uh, to refocus my, my weight loss journey. And yes, I'm still down a hundred pounds from my heaviest weight, but the fact that I'm 305 pounds right now, like does not sit well with me. It's very upsetting. It's, It's also very shameful, I guess. Like some parts of it are shameful because like I do have like an online presence where I I try to help other people and like, you know, the, I mean, being on this podcast, like a VPN platform, like that kind of stuff is, I take that very seriously. And so if I'm putting out this message of weight loss, I just always want to be as transparent as possible and always want to be as honest as possible because like, I want to show people like this is a realistic weight loss journey. Sometimes even... For someone who I consider myself pretty strict, and I, you know I've got relentless tattooed on my arm and shit like that, like I can still fall back, I can still falter a little bit. And uh, so, if you have done that as well in your weight loss journey, it's completely normal, and you don't have to make this huge life altering change. You just have to refocus your goals and get back on. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So for my heart, um, for 2023, my heart is going to be hitting my goal weight by the end of the year, which is a big goal. I'm 305 right now, and my goal weight has always been 225. I don't even know what I feel like at 225. It's just kind of a number I picked out. I don't know what I look like at 225 pounds because the last time I was 225 pounds, I think it was like 12 or 13 years old. So I don't know what my adult body would feel like at that weight. It might be, I might want to go lower. I'm, on, like, I'm not really sure, but... I just know for this year, I need a specific goal. I need a. I need to, I need to focus myself again and align myself again with that, that mentality of proving myself right and getting after my goals and stop being comfortable. Stop being like, I'm just kind of coasting by maintaining my weight at 305 pounds. Cause that's not where I want to be. I don't feel good here and I'm not proud of that. And I just want to, I want to get past this. So it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be very hard, but, uh, that is my my big hard for, for next year is is dropping 80 pounds basically in a year.
1: Do you feel a lot different physically now than you did when you were
0: 250? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like when I was 250 and I was training for a marathon, I never felt um, stronger and I never felt more proud of my progress than, there, than when I was 250 pounds. Because like, I remember thinking like, I don't know why I remember thinking like walking down the street and being like, if someone started chasing me right now, there'd be no problem. I just take off. I could run 10 miles without stopping without even like it even being a big deal. I mm-hmm. can just run 10 miles. And I love that idea of just like being able to just go and run and like carry my body for a certain number of miles without stopping. And now that I'm tra- retraining for a half marathon in February, I'm like, two miles into my runs, and I'm like, how did I ever run a marathon? Like, I can barely run these two miles. I'm dying right now. It, my body doesn't feel good running at this weight. I don't feel good running at this weight. It's not fun. It's just grueling. And, like, yeah, man, it's very disappointing. It's, it's, it's disappointing, but it's also, like, I understand it's realistic, and I, I, I want to make sure people understand, like, a weight loss journey is not a straight straight line down. There's a lot of peaks and valleys and the peaks are really high. You know, Oh, I ran a marathon. I ran a half marathon, like all these cool things. But then the valleys of like, wow, I let my foot off the gas. I, I didn't, I didn't stay focused on my goals. I didn't make it a priority anymore. And I'm, I gained weight back and I'm, I'm very thankful that I have stopped at 300 pounds because I can't imagine what I would feel like and how I would feel about myself if I allowed myself to get back up to 400, but like it's still a a hard pill to swallow that I allowed these 50 pounds to come back on. Uh, So that's why um, this, this, this year, this whole year, uh, I'm just going to just make this my, my number one focus and make this just so,
1: it's just so important to me um, to do this. We, We talked about this yesterday, but I think we both have similar opinions about new year's resolutions. This is not a New Year's resolution challenge, the, the go one more, prove yourself right campaign. But I do think that every year you should choose something hard to do. If you have more time available, do, do multiple hard things, but not everyone does. And if you have a family, if you have kids, if, if you have a, a demanding job, choose one really hard thing, physically hard every year. Because you will grow, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally to the, to the process. If New Year's resolutions work for you, do them. If you don't like them, don't do them. Like, I'm not a big New Year's resolution person, but if someone enjoys doing them, do you. That's, that's my whole thing about that. Um, but I, I don't think, and we talked about this yesterday, you shouldn't wait until January 1st to start something that you can start right now or that you want to do right now. Start as soon as you decide you want to do it and begin that journey. But you don't have to wait until January 1st to, to kick it off.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, today's December 22nd, and this podcast comes out January 2nd, so it's like, I'm already in it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm already thinking about it. And, and especially, like, you know... <laughs> not a lot of people like put a weight loss goal out there. It's, it's hard. It's hard to put a weight loss goal out there because you're worried that, you know, like myself and what has been the story of my life is like, I have this goal to lose weight and then it doesn't happen. And it's like this yo-yo thing. Uh, Like, I mean, I've been up and down my whole life. And so it's like, it's scary to put those goals out there, but it's so necessary to hold yourself accountable. And, and, especially with like, with this, you know, prove yourself right idea and this mindset, you have to put it out there so you, you can, you can hold yourself accountable, uh, all year long. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's hard. It's, it's really, really hard. Um, but yeah, like I, it's December 22nd. So I've got like an extra week basically that I'm going to make as much use as I can out of, uh, cause you know, 80 pounds in a year, it's still a healthy weight loss goal. It's only like, it's basically like 1.3 pounds a week, um, which is still healthy weight loss. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I'm not trying to promote, like, well, I lose 50 pounds in 30 days with these five hacks. Like that's bullshit. All that shit's bullshit. Uh, I, and I, and I, and I hate that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a long term goal that I'm going to be posting about and holding myself accountable and like, it is scary. It's scary being on this podcast, talking to freaking Nick bear about this very public goal that I have. Cause like, you know, uh, like I don't want to, you know, let anybody down, but most importantly this year, I don't want to let myself down. And, and I, especially because I know I can do this. I absolutely, I have zero doubt that I can do this. I know it's going to be hard. And I know that I'm going to be tested so many times. I'm going to be tested every single day, like trying to have, you know, this job and two kids and all that, that other stuff. But like, this is a personal goal to me that is, that is very important that I know I can do. And so I just have to show up and prove myself right.
1: But I think the reason it's so important to do this every year or do it on a regular and consistent basis is after you do it a few times, you know, with repetition, anything gets easier, it becomes routine. Because I've been doing this for the last couple years in the last decade, essentially where, I set a goal, I put it into existence, I make a plan, and then I embrace the journey until I achieve it. And then through failure and success, I refine that plan, reattack, until I achieve. And then it's one after another, after another. I've done it in the business, I've done it in my fitness. And the reason I tell that story is because the sooner you start, and the more reps you take, the sooner that it becomes just routine. And five, six, seven, 10 years from now, which is a long time, and people are like, I don't even plan a year out. You, you got to think like, you got to think long-term in everything. Because I'm thinking, for me at least, where do I want to be in, in 10 years? What are the things that I have to start doing today and do every year on a consistent basis to get me to 10 years out? And before you know it, it's just, it comes easy to you. Like, so my, my two prove yourself right challenges for this next year for me, is I'm going to do this bodybuilding show in either June or July. And then I'm going to do the last man standing race in September. That one's in Maine. The bodybuilding show, I want to do because one, it's nostalgic to me. And two, it's such a different type of challenging, like running a marathon, doing a marathon prep, running running an ultra, that is a a type of hard and challenging. It, It hurts physically, but dieting for a bodybuilding show, and a lot of people who've never done it probably like, they can't relate or understand, but your mind goes to some crazy places when you're really, really hungry, when you're... Five, four, three, two weeks out from a show, and you're, you're bone shredded and your calories are low, and all you think about is food. And like, it's such a, a, a physical transformation, but a mental and emotional one as well. Your, your mind just goes places that I, I, I can't experience anywhere else.
0: I mean, it's like you, there's no real room for error in a bodybuilding show. You have to be so locked in, and you nearly have to be perfect on Every macronutrient every day.
1: Twenty four seven. Yeah. That's what's different about it, is it's there's no off. Mm -hmm. Once you start the process, like it's on until show day. So that's what I'm going into for my next like challenge. And then in September it's the last man standing race, which is a four point one mile loop. You have an hour to run that loop, and then you do that loop every hour on the hour until there's one person left. So for example, if you run 4.1 miles in 45 minutes, you have 15 minutes to rest until loop two begins and you have an hour to complete again, that loop. So those are my two things. I want to challenge myself.
0: i so wild, dude. Like both of those are so challenging. <laughs> like That's those are both really hard goals. They are hard.
1: And I think what I found with like content and documenting a lot of this stuff over the years that I've been doing it is that there starts to become this separation of relatability through the process where, and I'll I'll lean back into it, it's because of repetition. Where I I know, and this this is not being cocky, this is being very, like I'm humbly saying this, I know whatever goal I set, I'm going to achieve it because I've learned the last couple of years of if you set a goal and you obsess on that goal and you make a plan, you stick to the plan and you follow through. And even if you fail, you readjust and you keep going till you succeed. I've, I've went through that routine so many times to this point where now I know if I set a goal I'm going to get it because I believe so much in my ability to work and dial in and obsess. One of my, my strengths is just pure obsession for, for good or for bad. Sometimes it, it serves me horribly, but I, I can obsess on a, a goal. And I've, I found like this, this separation of relatability because I know when I said it, I'm trying not to sound like an asshole when I just not. this. Dude,
0: you don't have to sound like an asshole. Listen, like there's, you don't have to worry about sounding like an asshole because they, like your mindset and like what you put out there and this like confidence, it's not cockiness, this confidence you have in yourself based on the fact that you've been so consistent and, and you have such a foundation in consistency. The fact that you are confident in yourself is something that I aspire to, to do with my own self and it's something that inspires a lot of people that listen to this to listen to all your content to watch your content it's like when I first saw you do the Ironman and I first saw you you know getting ready in your garage you were talking about how hard this workout was going to be and how hard this the Ironman race is going to be but there was never a question whether you're going to finish the Ironman or not you knew you were going to finish that and I remember being on an elliptical in 24-hour fitness being 385 pounds thinking like shit man this guy knows he's going to do this thing and I'm still here like going back and forth between like giving already like giving working in excuses of how I'm not going to hit my goals and it's like I need to cut that bullshit out of of getting like these excuses of why I'm not hitting my goals and just say I'm going to do it and know I'm going to do it and just give myself no way out and force myself to be confident in myself so I don't think you have to preface anything that you say with like I'm trying not to sound this I'm trying not to sound that. Everyone is, everyone's afraid to like say I am great at this or I am proud of this or like, uh, you know, because, because the people that, you know, can't do that and are that allowed on the internet, like they don't want to see some like a bright light. You know what I mean? But that, that is what that your message is. It's a bright light that people should try to attach themselves to and bring into their own lives. Like, I don't think you need to try to preface anything.
1: Well, that confidence has been refined over a long period of time and I know I have it and the way it makes me feel and the way that it literally has changed my life and allows me to do certain things I want people to feel that same thing that's what hurts me so much to see other people struggling with the ability to reach their goals because I know if they had confidence and sometimes confidence comes through a repetition of wins you need to get some wins to build confidence but once you have it, you are unfucking stoppable. Truly. And that's why I'm so excited about this prove yourself right campaign. This is why I'm always pushing people to sign up for something hard. Like choose the choose the thing that scares you the most and sign up for it. Even if you miss it, it's okay. But like train again until you achieve it. But I can guarantee you, if you sign up for something hard or you commit to something really hard and once you achieve it, that level of confidence just goes up like 20 points. And then you set a new goal and you achieve it. Confidence keeps going up. And before you know it, it might take 10 years to get there, but you're going to get this, like your confidence is going to boost like with every single win every month, every year, 10 years from now, you're going to be a completely different person attacking the world at such a different rate that you won't even recognize the person you were 10 years prior
0: and that's the feeling that I miss cuz I I felt leading up to that marathon I felt unstoppable. I mean in that marathon I knew I was going to finish that marathon. I just knew it. I was like I don't care what my time is. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to finish it. But I somehow over time it's like even when you have that you if you're not if you're not holding up that foundation of consistency you can lose it, you know? And I lost it. And I'm very much looking forward to getting back and leaning into that that, uh, that self-belief and that, that, that just self-assuredness, that confidence that, that you have, I'm very excited to, to get that again.
1: One of the things we're going to be doing throughout this campaign, it's a year-long campaign, but we're going to be dropping, and we'll announce this on social when we start dropping them into orders, is that we're going to drop these posters in orders, one per customer. And this poster is something that Alex designed and it says, prove yourself right on one side with a write-up and on the other side, there's an area for you to write in your goal, what you are going to commit to. And we want you to write it down, take a photo of it, post it on social, put it on your mirror, put it in your bedroom, put it somewhere on your fridge where you're going to see it every day to remind yourself like, this is how I'm proving myself right this year. So on social, we'll announce when we start dropping these into orders and our whole campaign, like the stories we tell in 2023, the the content we share, what we produce is all around. Go one more, prove yourself right. Commit to something hard. Like I said, hard is relative. But if you don't, if you don't do this, you will miss out tremendously on a whole year a whole year. You don't know if you get the one after that. You never know. It's like, what can you do in this year to grow and become a better person, a better spouse, a better parent, a better employee, a better partner? Prove yourself right. That's what you got to do. Oh,
0: yeah, man. It's going to be a fucking great, great year. I'm going to be so inspired to see all the, all the posts that come in, all the, everyone's stories that come in. I mean, we get so many stories, incredible stories to BPN's Instagram. And so like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm very excited about this campaign. I'm very excited about this next year. And I think this year, everyone's going to bring it. I mean, everyone on the team internally, like (laughs) this is the most incredible place to work (laughs) because everyone on the team has huge goals for next year. They're already written on, on a whiteboard. And I'm very excited to add mine to that, to that whiteboard. And I know, you know, everyone out there, the part of the community, you're going to be adding your names to our internal whiteboard by sending in your stuff, by letting us know, by putting it out on social media, you know, tagging VPN, hashtagging, go on more hashtag prove yourself right. Like that kind of shit is not just like, Oh, goofy social, you know, it's like social media clout. It really is like building a community, having people around you. I've had some incredible relationships with just people that I've met through, inter- like through Instagram and online, like friends who like truly hold me accountable, you know? And like, it's just, it's, yeah, man, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And, and this year we're all going to come together and, and,
1: you know, it's fucking going to be awesome. It's going to be a good year. So guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode Be on the lookout for all things, go on more, prove yourself right, and make sure today do some discovery, do some searching, find what you, you personally want to accomplish in this next year, not what your, your parents want you to do, not what your friends want you to do, what you want to fucking do for yourself. Find it, sign up, commit, write it down, put it into existence, and get started today. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. Please leave a rating and review on the platform you are listening to if you enjoyed it. It helps us to grow and reach more people with the intent of changing lives through the Go One More mindset. If you are ready to take your health and performance to the next level, head over to bpnsubs.com to take the first step.